With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Tennis Direct are Australia's favourite online tennis store with fast delivery and great prices. Free delivery on orders over $150. Just visit their website, tennisdirect.com.au and you can get a 10% discount store-wide. Just use the promo code FIRSTSERVE10. That's FIRSTSERVE10. G'day and welcome to Aussies Only. It's your host, Jed Zetta, and today I'm joined by Luke Saville. Luke was actually the first guest to join me on the show going back about 18 months ago now, and you can head to thefirstserve.com.au, click on the podcast tab, and then click on Aussies Only to listen to the first chat with Luke, where he tells us about his tennis journey. Today, Luke joins me once again, and this time he dives deep into his 2021 season, which saw him overcome adversity to represent Australia in the Olympic Games. He made 10 tour-level quarterfinals and rose to a career-high 23 in the ATP doubles rankings. It's time now to bring in Luke. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Aussies Only, the first serve's deeper look inside the game at home, talking to those inside and outside the tram lines. Luke Saville, welcome to Aussies Only. It's an honour to have you back on the show, mate. Thank you so much for joining me. No worries. Thanks for having me, Jed. Appreciate it. Mate, you landed back in Australia a week ago today after nine months on the road. It's been a massive year for yourself. How's it been being back home, first of all? Um, yeah, it was definitely um, a, a long year, um, a long yeah, nine months like you touched on. Um, a little bit surreal to be back here in Melbourne, you know, sleeping in my own bed, um, you know, avoiding quarantine as well, which was uh, a massive relief for a lot of the Australians, um, tennis players and, and staff and, um, you know, support staff overseas. When that news sort of came to came to the forefront, we were very thrilled with that. So, um, you know, I've, I've you know, played a few rounds of golf the last few days, caught up with a lot of my mates um, and just really taking a little bit of downtime right now. Um, I don't really have a return to training um, date yet. Um, I'm really just, um, you know, soaking it up, um, trying to recharge the batteries. Uh, it was a, it was a difficult um, slog over there for a lot of Australians. Uh, Australians and New Zealanders had a, had it pretty difficult this year. So very proud of um, how myself and all the other Australians handled ourselves over there and, um, it wasn't easy uh, not being able to get back home and you know, I wasn't able to see my direct coach and fitness trainer for the whole year. So that made it, that made it difficult, but I'm happy to be back. I um, feel like I, I did reasonably well. Um, you know, there's a few highlights there and um, yeah, good to be back for sure. Absolutely, mate. Let's dissect your year because it was an unbelievable one, which saw you represent the green and gold. You made your Olympics debut you reached 10 tour-level quarterfinals 
and you finished the season at a career high rank of 23. There's a lot to get through there and we'll, we'll get through it all. But just starting with the Australian summer, going way back to the beginning of the year, that must have been a dream come true to represent the green and gold in the ATP Cup. Yeah, for sure. That was my first, uh, I guess, um, you know, seniors, um, I guess, open representative um, opportunity. Uh, you know, I played uh, well junior teams, which is under 14s, and junior Davis Cup, which is under 16s. But that was my first real go uh, at it. And I felt like I played pretty well. I played two pretty good matches with uh, with John Pierce, and uh, we won one, one and lost one. And and that was, uh, you know, to to play, you know, uh, I guess for your country and for a team and to be part of that environment with guys that I look up to, I'm great mates with, but I, I really admire, you know, John Millman, Alex Demonard, these guys who, uh, you know, when they play for Australia, do you know, do so well when they leave it all out there. I really respect them as, as players and what they've done for our country. So to be in the same team as them was fantastic. Um, and it's really made me hungry for more. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, potentially playing ATP Cup again in a couple of months. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the pinnacle um, for our sport in, in my eyes is representing your country. It's, um, you know, you're playing for more than just yourself. So it's, uh, I really love that. I really love the ATP Cup. And um, I think, you know, that stage, uh, it's really brought out the best in me. So that's, that's a massive positive as well. Um, you know, I don't shy away from that big stage. I can play quite well. So... That was um, that was a really good start to the year. You played with Piersy in uh, Barcelona and Munich. You made the quarterfinals uh, at both tournaments. And I've been saying for the last few years, I think it would be majorly beneficial for Team Australia at the Davis Cup and the ATP Cup if we established a doubles partner, a permanent doubles partner for Piersy. Um, you guys played well together at the ATP Cup. Upcoming Davis Cup finals, uh, you didn't get the call up. Do you feel stiff that you've sort of missed out on that opportunity, especially considering you're going to be playing together at the ATP Cup in, in January? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, no, I would say uh, stiff. I believe that if, uh, you know, when uh, I do eventually get that call up, I'm ready to put my best foot forward and do everything I can to uh, win that rubber for Australia. Uh, when I do get the call up, I think I've really improved my doubles. Um and a, a lot of the things, you know, tied in with that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, John and I, we played well. The few events that we, we played together for the first time, I, I thought it was it was quite good. If we played a little bit more, we could definitely build that chemistry a little bit, which is so important in doubles. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've put together a, a strong Davis Cup team. Uh, I'm the second-ranked doubles guy, but there's a lot of, um, you know, really strong singles guys that we have, and, and Piers is our our highest rank. So uh, yeah, like I said, I'm very happy where the game's at. Um, I feel like, you know, if I do eventually get that call up, I'm ready. Uh, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, that's, that's stuff's out of your hands. So all we can do is put head down, work hard, try and put results forward. And, um, and that's, you know, let, let Laraka do the talking very cliche, but that's how you got to go about it. So um, I enjoy playing with John Um and yeah, I guess at Davis Cup ties, we have struggled the last few years with that doubles rubber. So it's obviously very important, especially in this new format that they've got, um, you know, in the finals in December. So uh, yeah, I think um, uh, putting their strongest doubles pair in is um, something that they have to work out. And um, 
whatever they work out, hopefully I'm part of those plans, but all I can do is just um, yeah, do my best and put some results down. Certainly. Now, Luke, at the beginning of the year, you, you jetted off to Acapulco. That was your first stop after the Australian summer and you played with JP Smith. Max was still here in Australia at that point. How does it work working out your partners for these tournaments and how long in advance do you need to, do you need to actually work out who you're playing with? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we start with Acapulco. It's usually a couple of weeks where you have to, um, you, know, you have to enter together. That's the entry deadline. And JP and I, we were speaking straight off the Aussie Open, and and Maxie said he's probably going to take a few weeks, um, sorry, like a few months to to do a little bit more training after the Aussie, and he just wasn't quite ready to tra- uh, travel yet. So yeah, JP and I, we um, yeah, we hooked up for a few events there, and um, yeah, we obviously really enjoy playing with each other. Um, then went on to Miami and then the, then the European swing. So I think, um, yeah, that's kind of how it works. You just, you know, you obviously got to be in contact with a lot of these guys and, um, and working out partners isn't, yeah, isn't always the most easy thing with it, especially with the cuts, the moving cuts of the tournaments. And obviously the Masters series are very strong. So you have to um, really try and get your highest combined ranking together um, and then enter with that. So uh, yeah, that's that's generally how that works. Max arrived on the tour in May and you guys had some really solid results together, reaching the third round at both the French Open and Wimbledon. You're awarded with a spot in the Olympic team. Mate, talk us through that. That must have been another dream come true this year. How was it representing the green and gold in Tokyo? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, I think it's the greatest achievement of my career so far. That's That's how I sort of, look back on that um on that achievement you know wearing the grand gold you know it was really like the atp cup but but tenfold um you know just being part of that bigger team um atmosphere and i guess goal um was was amazing um probably the biggest thing was just life around the australian village that was probably the coolest thing for me being around all these other athletes um, not only australians but internationally there were uh, 450 Australians in the Australian building uh, and just just mingling with all them. Uh, you obviously don't know a lot of them, but you're in the lifts together, you're in the recovery uh, area, you're in the gym together and you've just, you know, you've obviously got something in common. So you strike up conversation and then, you know, the end of the couple of weeks, you're, you're pretty good friends with them. So that was, that was incredible. Uh, just the camaraderie, um, the Aussie spirit was amazing. Uh, they had a couple of big plasmas set up outside where we could get around all the sports and obviously we did so well in swimming so mm. all of those big swimming events are on the finals and the atmosphere was incredible i posted a few of the videos and just you know really getting up and about everyone and and cheering and you know some of those races ended um in great results for australia so that was that was awesome um on a personal note the the tennis john milman and i i love playing with johnny um uh, i love everything he's about um we played a reasonably good match. We lost to uh, the two Austrians who they played. A, they played a good match. John and I, we left everything out there. Uh, we did all we could, but just weren't, you know, weren't the better team on the day. Uh, and then managed to get a run in the singles, which was a nice surprise. Um, I played played her catch. I was in, you know, pretty last minute, and same. I went out there and, and tried to fight with, you know, with the Aussie spirit, if you like. And uh, but yeah, I just wasn't wasn't quite good enough in that match, but. The whole experience itself, I look back on it, um, it gives me chills. Uh, we went to the opening ceremony and even though no spectators, unfortunately, with COVID, but still the experience as a whole was was amazing. 
For sure. I mean, the, the camaraderie in that village must have been unbelievable. Do you sort of look back at that and pinch yourself sometimes that, you know, you can't actually believe that you represented the green and gold at the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I'm very, I'm very fortunate. I definitely don't take it for granted. Um, just the whole week and a half, two weeks, I think I was there. We really soaked it up. Um, we did everything possible to, to talk to the other athletes, um, to really embrace it. Um, even the training was, was great. And yeah, we, even in our downtime, we'd go down um, outside and play cards and just sort of um, embrace the, the environment and I guess the atmosphere, the feeling there. And I look back on that and it's just, it really drives me for the next one um, in 2024. Um, I just love to make that again, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Olympics is the Olympics to be part of it, to call yourself an Olympian is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, really, yeah, really drive myself to get to the next one. For sure. Well, mate, you've made a good start, 23 in the world. Second half of the year, you and Max have decided to go your separate ways. And obviously, you'd built an incredibly strong partnership together. You've reached the Australian Open final, the final in North Sultan last year, and nine challenger titles together. Do you mind sort of explaining how that all unfolded, the decision to, I guess, for, for lack of better words, split? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Max and I, yeah, I, I love Maxie still. Um, we're still, yeah, absolutely great mates. Um, you know, he's a few years younger than me and we still keep in contact and, um, yeah, I absolutely love him and um, we'll continue to do so. I think, yeah, after after Wimby, um, it's, it's kind of tough to explain when you're, I guess when you're playing a lot together, there definitely can be a strain, you know, strain on, I guess, the partnership and the relationship a little bit and, we probably felt like that was, yeah, that was, you know, maybe affecting us off court as well. And, um, you know, I think just the general vibe and um, feeling out on the court maybe wasn't the best. Um, so, yeah, we we played for sort of three, four years and we, we really started this run together, which was really special. Um, you know, that's what I told him. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we teed up to play, I think, probably a year before our big Aussie Open result. And that was, you know, we really got to this ranking together, you know, 30, 40, me now at, you know, 23. So I think, you know, rather than sort of looking at it as a bad thing, I think it was just very special that we rode this wave together and, um, and really got up there. And I think the, the biggest thing as well was, you know, his singles is, is quite a big priority right now. He, uh, you know, I think that was maybe getting in the way a little bit of, um, yeah, I guess just the priorities. I was over there playing doubles. He was having fantastic singles results. And I, I think the world of Maxi and his ability and um, especially his singles ability, um, you know, I think as a tennis player in general, he's, he's fantastic. He's very talented. And I think uh, now with sort of, I guess I felt a little bit, I was weighing him down a little bit as well, you know, sort of selfishly. So I think this was definitely the best move, um, you know, and since then he's, you know, he's gone from strength to strength on the singles court. He's really, this has enabled him to really focus on his singles game. Um, and I think he's, you know, he played great at the end of the year. You know, he obviously got the US Open wild card, which was fully deserved, um, you know, made a couple of finals of challenges, uh, semis of Eastbourne. So um, I'll not do nothing but support Maxi going forward. Um, fantastic mates. Um, but it was just probably time, you know, that's all I can really explain it. 
Um, and uh, yeah, we, we had a really good run. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled that, you know, I think with his singles, I wouldn't be surprised if he's top 100, you know, definitely end of next year. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities this Australian summer coming up and um, he's, he's working very hard. He's very driven. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he'll make it eventually. In my opinion, it's one of the great stories that's come out of the Australian tennis landscape in the last sort of 24 months. You know, you've gone from teaming up at challenger level and you've now built this amazing partnership and you've, you've gone your separate ways as a team, but you're now great mates, you know, bumping into each other in the locker room on the ATP tour. It's just, it's an unbelievable story. So really respect that. Second half of the year, this is a really difficult, I looked back on it um, for yourself, really difficult having to play with so many different partners predominantly with J.P. Smith, but you also teamed up with Cam Norrie, um, Matue Middlecoop, and, of course, Alex Dimona at the end of the year. Is that difficult, having to sort of adapt to different playing styles, possibly even from week to week? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Um, You know, obviously, if you compare Cam Norrie, um, Demon, and J.P., they all have um, different strengths and weaknesses. Um, You know, J.P. and I, we play you know, more a similar brand of doubles. Uh, you know, we, we're trying to get to the net. We play a very front court brand of doubles. And Alex and, and Cam, they're just obviously incredible from the back, which allows me to probably do a little bit more at the net, but I have to adapt definitely my my style. Um, and, you know, it's you know, when they're on the baseline, I'm at the net. That's, you know, our most lethal combination, whereas JP and I, at the when we're both at the net, is, you know, our strongest play. So... There's a few technical things that you need to adjust, um, which is which is very important. But yeah, playing with Alex and Cam, obviously I played with them at a couple Masters series, which I needed to because uh, the cuts are so strong and their singles rankings are very high. And I, I really loved playing with, with Cam. Uh, I played with him at two events. Uh, I played with him the week of Indian Wells when he won the singles. So that was, that was quite incredible. Uh, you know, we played early on in that tournament and I joked about it a few weeks later, I'd already sort of played two more tournaments and he was in the final. So I felt like he was in Indian Wells. He was in, in, in Palm Springs for over two weeks and it just felt felt like forever. And he said, yeah, that, that's exactly how it felt. So uh, yeah, but Cam's a fantastic guy. We lost in a super to Ram Salisbury. So, you know, that's, that's pretty good form. That's, you know, mm. one of the best teams in the world. And and middle coupe, we made the quarters of, of Toronto of the Master Series. So, that, that was also very good as well, playing with playing with Matway and and then the last event of the year I played with I played with Alex in, in Paris and we came up against Novak and Krajinovic and that was that was incredible incredible atmosphere we played on centre court and uh, really enjoyed that I, I think it was maybe one of my better performances for the season so even though going down narrowly in a super I was very happy finishing the year on that um, on that note and, and playing with that form it, it gave me a lot of confidence and. Um, I felt really felt like I stepped up on that stage and it would have been nice to knock off Novak there, but um, yeah, he definitely stepped up <laughs> when it, when it mattered, which is not a, not a massive surprise. And, and then, yeah, and JP and I, we played for, for all the other events that we didn't need a, a really high combined ranking, um, you know, us open a few of the two fifties and yeah, we didn't, we didn't go amazing, but I think uh, three of the events where we won our first round and made the quarters we lost to the winners um, three of the three weeks. So that was, I, I didn't realize that until my coach said that. 
And yeah, I look back on it and we did play guys in, in pretty good form and we lost um, all those in supers. So yeah, our super tie break record hasn't been amazing. So we have to sort of rectify that a little bit. Uh, but our last event together, we, we played a really good match. So again, I'm, I'm finishing the season, even on a couple losses. Uh, I feel like they're really positive performances and week in, week out, if you're too negative on your losses, you're definitely going to grind yourself down. So you got to look at the positives, um, you know, see what you did well, see what you can improve on and then go from there. Absolutely. Well, looking back at your year, it's, it's, it's quite unbelievable. You'd have to be one of the highest ranked doubles players who doesn't have, you know, the same partner for the majority of the year. You look at all those guys and they've got set partnerships, you know, week in, week out, they're playing with the same guy. Um, and you look at your results, as you mentioned, the players and the teams that you lost to were really high quality. You know, you played some of the top doubles teams in the world and beat a lot of them as well, which is, you know, it's an amazing season. Looking ahead to 2022, and I know you've only just got back home, but it is it is fast approaching. Have you got a plan? Um, are you trying to establish a partnership maybe for the year or do you actually prefer switching it up week on week? Uh, yeah, it's something I'm, I'm sorting through all right at the minute, to be honest. Um, I caught up with um, yeah, my coach and trainer last night you know, for the first time since I've been back and we had a pretty long debrief, uh, you know, of, of the whole season. And then, you know, sort of um, mapping out a little bit how we wanted to look um, going forward and I'm trying to work out all these decisions right now, whether I try and play uh, some more singles again, uh, commit, you know, fully to the doubles, commit to a partner, um, you know, what I do in my coaching situation. So I, I don't have actually all those answers right now. Um, I'm trying to sort through it all. Um, I, I would prefer the one partner. I think that's definitely something I can, I can say with confidence. Um, and even though I enjoy playing with some of those um, singles guys at the bigger events, I, I absolutely loved it. But I think, you know, going forward long-term, if I want, you know, to get my ranking to that next level and be one of the world's best teams, you know, I think they all stick together. So I think that's an important thing I've got, I've got to look through, but yeah, I guess, you know, in the short term, I'm, um, you know, I'm taking some time off the next few days and then I'll get stuck into my preseason. Um, there's a lot of things I want to work on um, in these next few weeks um, leading into the into January. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, my coach and, and all that again and getting a lot of work in. Um, and then, yeah, 22 is exciting. Um, obviously, defending the Australian Open points, um, our final points from 2020. Um, because they hung on for an extra year. So that's um, that's quite substantial. Um, so going to go in that, you know, obviously raring to go, um, but there's a little bit of pressure there, but it is um, it is what it is. You've you got to accept it. Um, I'll be ready to play um, whoever um, my partner is and whoever we draw. Um, and looking forward to an Aussie Open, I think, you know, pretty full crowds and a bit of normality again, which you, which will be exciting. Looking back on this year as a whole, how different was it to a normal year? I mean, it's, you know, you're traveling with COVID. There's a lot of quarantining, a lot of bubbles. How different was it to a normal year on the tour? Uh, yeah, it was, it was very different. Um, probably from about uh, Wimbledon uh, and then, uh, well, Tokyo was quite a strict bubble. Um, after Tokyo, so that was kind of early August, Things really um, turned positively on the tour after that. It sort of moved to the States, which was pretty open. 
um, a large part of the tour were vaccinated. So that enabled the ATP and WTA in tournaments to relax the restrictions a bit, which was, which was nice. Um, Europe at the end of the year on the indoors was still a little bit strict, but, but playing with crowds was, that was incredible. Um, that was um, just really adds to the environment, the atmosphere, um, the feeling out there. And, you know, I think we played in front of pretty much a full house in Paris, um, you know, 10,000 mm-hmm. people. So that was pretty surreal. It's, it was really nice to have people back at the tennis. Um, I mean, the biggest thing was just not being able to come home, to be honest, um, throughout the year. Um, I, I'm never doing um, a whole season um, straight. Um, I've never done that in past years. So that was, that was difficult. Um, and probably, I think, speaking on behalf of a lot of Australian players, just not being able to really go anywhere to really relax and have any downtime because I feel like when I come home, that's my true time to sort of chill out um, and refresh and play some golf and, and chill with my dog and that sort of thing. And, you know, just get a, get an Aussie coffee, uh, pretty, pretty simple stuff like that. So that was the biggest grind. You know, we would play many events in a row and then we would want to take a week off, but we didn't really know where to go. Uh, were we really um, freshening up where we, you know, recharging the batteries? Not really. So that, that was the toughest part. Um, but, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully most of that's behind us now. For sure. Now, Luke, one of your great mates, James Duckworth, he's put together a tremendous season, top 50 in the singles rankings. And you guys have known each other for years. Great mates. Um, you've risen through the ITFs, the challenges together. Is it surreal bumping into into him in the locker room at the top tier at the ATP Tour events each week? It must be an amazing feeling. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah, we probably take it for granted a little bit, but yeah, Ducks and, and myself, we played a lot of the, you know, biggest events this season. Um, and we've, um, you know, obviously I'm doubles, he's singles. But yeah, he's, he's one of my best mates, you know, sort of period on, on the tour and um, just, just in general in life. So I couldn't be happier for Ducks. He's, he's truly one of the most resilient guys, you know, with all his injuries. Uh, I'm sure um, he would admit it. And a lot of people would say they weren't sure he'd ever come back um, full stop. And then secondly, to get to this level, so he's, he's one of the most resilient and one of the nicest guys, h- hardest workers, but so genuine to have on tour. Very, very genuine. I think that's the word I like to use with him. He mm. he gets around all the Australians. Um, he, he wants the best for all of them. He'll be out there supporting you uh, and he'll, he'll do anything, you know, to sort of do his part to get another Aussie over the line um, and just, you know, in terms of, um, you know, I, I can bounce off ideas, um, you know, from him. And, um, you know, I think he's a really smart guy. So, you know, if I've ever got any tennis questions or, um, you know, scheduling um, decisions, I, I always go to him with that sort of stuff. So um, it's just great. You know, he's top 50 now and he's really set himself up for a great January and then even the next year. So he's, um, he's a great player. He's playing, he's genuinely playing the best tennis I've ever seen um, from him. I mean, his results show that it's not, uh, I'm not um, really, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone's seeing that. So um, it's great. And his Paris run was awesome. Almost won that last one. So that would have been, uh, I stayed up late to watch that. So he's playing really good and um, it couldn't happen to a better bloke. So um, really, really thrilled for Docs. Absolutely. Completely agree. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to see, especially considering what he's been through. Um, mate, I've watched most of your games this year and sort of from the beginning of 2020 to now, you can see the improvement on the doubles court. It's been 
unbelievable to see how much you've improved both at the net, but also from the back of the court. Do you have, have you set yourself, I know, I know you mentioned you only met with your coaches last night, but have you set yourself any goals for next year or is it, is that something that you'll do at a later stage? Um, yeah, probably do that at a later stage, but you know, I think, yeah, it, I mean, in terms of uh, yeah, ranking goals, yeah, I, I'd love to consolidate myself at the top of the game um, in, in the dubs. Uh, I really think I, I I, you know, I was at the highest level for pretty much every week this week, uh, this year. And um, I saw it week in, week out. And, you know, I was hitting with a lot of the singles guys and I played a lot of, a lot of the highest doubles teams as well and really feel like I belong at that level. Um, you know, I think, uh, and I think my results have shown that when I've played those guys, I, I've really taken up to them and, and they've been, they've been close matches. I've won a couple, I've lost a few in, you know, in super tie breaks. So, I'd love to sort of consolidate myself up there. And I think just in terms of, um, you know, because I think there's a, an opportunity um, in terms of, yeah, like, you know, representing um, Australia in a, in a few events. I think I've got a, I've got a good pathway there, uh, there at the moment um, if I can, you know, really consolidate sort of top 20 ranking. Um, so that, that'll be good. And then, and then with my game, yeah, you know, obviously there's a lot of the double specific stuff that I need to keep improving at a lot of the fast hands and, and the knockoff work, you know, getting those balls off the court and, and a lot of that stuff that the top doubles guys do really, really well. So, you know, I, I want to keep improving on that. Um, my movement in general, um, my returning, I think there's there's more work I need to do on my serve. So it's really just a continuing um, project, my whole game. Um, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in and, and mapping out sort of a preseason and because this time is very important. It's very difficult to make changes when I was playing week in, week out. So that was, um, yeah, that's obviously the tricky thing. So, um, yeah, I think um, I feel like my level's there and I just need to, um, yeah, I mean, I've lost a few of the super tie breaks recently and I need to, I guess, do better at, you know, winning those ones. Certainly, well, mate, I think you should be bullish about your future. You've only played doubles predominantly for the last 24 months and the guys that you're coming up against at the top of the game have been playing there for some of them for over a decade, um, even longer. So, you know, you're sitting at 23 in the world, 10 quarterfinals this year, playing with a bunch of different partners. You've, you've had it, you've had a really tough year and you're sitting right up there at a career high rank. And I think you should definitely be bullish about your next season. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Jed. Yeah. Luke, thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk about your year. It was an unbelievable one, and we'll certainly be watching you in the Australian summer coming up and, of course, in 2022. Um, mate, thank you. Really appreciate it and look forward to catching up soon. No worries, Jed. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Aussies Only. Remember to head to thefirstserve.com.au, click the podcast tab, and then click on Aussies Only to tune into any previous editions of the show. We've had some great chats with some great people. But for now, thank you for tuning into this edition of Aussies Only. Subscribe to The First Serve via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform to listen at your convenience to all our weekly content, including past editions of Aussies Only, as well as our dedicated commercial radio program each Monday on SEN that you may have missed at 7pm Eastern. Crunching the numbers and in the huddle, produced by Study and Play USA. Subscribe to The First Serve, your home of tennis. 
G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.